everybody, and welcome to uh, an episode of Yowie Reddit. Uh, this is the podcast where two best friends who are both really nice, really fun, and really cool are sitting down and reading books from their school years. My name is Laura Petro, and I'm one of those best friends. My name's Maggie Gates, and I'm the other best friend. <laughs> hey, hey, you're not the you're not the other anything. You're prime. <laughs> I guess. Yes, indeed. <laughs> this, this is interesting. Uh, listeners, if you're joining in on us, you are in our fifth season. We are on our third episode. We're reading uh, Vampire Diaries. We're reading The Fury right mm-hmm. now for this episode. Megan and I are recording virtually for the first time. Um, and we're going to s- hope it works out okay. <laughs> yeah. Maggie had the flu this week, so we're doing a virtual down the hall from each other. So oh. we are in each other's presence, but not quite. Wow, it's just, it's kind of romantic when you think about it. Like, just a few walls separate us from each other. Just a few walls and the smell of cat piss in the hallway. Yeah, something about this 100-year-old building just smells like cat litter, you know? (laughs) It is wild, but it is consistent. Oh, man. Gosh, you know, Meg, we've been really pounding through this series. So when I woke up today to get my notes done for this episode, I like literally because I'm so far in the fourth book that I was like, where did we even start off in the third book? Because so much just keeps happening. Well, and the thing about this series is what? There's 13 books. And uh, I would say LJ Smith has heightened it to the point of no return. Right. Well, I, 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 my, my initial thought is because these first four books were written in a different decade. She probably was like, "Yep, four books done," and I'm, I'm sure she wasn't anticipating resurrecting the series as we know she does now. Oh, you think but like, so? Yeah. Well, because I mean, it seems like we're really getting towards an end, especially with what happens in this third book, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. And I was like, oh, I when I got to the end of this book, I was like, oh shit. Okay. Uh, what? <laughs> I know. I did. I. I was like, well, okay, so, and and now where do we go? And now where do we go? And we're going to get there next week. But uh, where we left off is um, Elena's car had careened off a bridge into the icy waters below uh, after the uh, weird Thanksgiving uh, ceremony. Um, and Stefan, oh, I'm going to sneeze, am I? Are you? I, th- I think I'm good. I think I'm good. Nice. Stefan rescued her, but she, it was too late. Bonnie Meredith watched from the sidelines. He took Elena, just like set her down in the woods and laid her to rest. Mm-hmm. Uh, we think she's dead, but boy, does she wake up first thing in this book. And uh, she feels the hunger for blood. And we realize very quickly she's a vampire. Yeah, Elena has a very intense feeling too that she needs to go protect her love. And I don't know if I said this last week or the week before, but I actually started reading the second book. So when she woke up and all of her intense feelings were just um, uh, very pointed on one person and it wasn't the person who I thought it was going to be, I was really confused because when she wakes up, uh, she's obsessed with Damon. Yeah, yeah. And I I can only imagine your confusion, Maggie, because if you hadn't read the first two books and started this one, uh, I I would also be confused because I almost started this one, too, because I, for some reason, thought The Fury was the first book in the series. It's not. I kind of assumed since she's on the cover of the book. Oh, right. This is the first book. Yeah. Um, But yeah, Elena's being a weird little vampire. She's very much like Team Damon for seemingly 
no reason. I don't know it's if it's because she has most of his blood in her system. That's what I thought. But she That's attacks, what I thought. She attacks Stefan um, because yeah. Stefan is attacking Damon uh, to protect Elena. Really a, a who's on first situation these three got going on. <laughs> and oh, she is attacking Stefan with so much ferocity that it's to the point that Damon literally has to tell her to stop. Like, yeah, stop attacking exactly. my brother who I hate. I love yeah. watching this, but it's it's not that great. He's like, he's like, okay, it's only kind of cool when I hate my brother so much. It's just kind of weird when you do it. <laughs> yeah, like you guys are kissing. <laughs> like, this is my thing. Don't encroach. Like, oh, Elena, you're just supposed to be hot and stand on the sidelines. You don't need to do this. This is too much. I know. It still really isn't clear to me why Damon likes her, if not just to piss off her his brother. And at that point, I mean, it's like, do you want to kiss your brother? I mean, maybe he does. Maybe that's how the fourth book ends, is they kiss. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> do you think there's do you think there's any fan fiction of yes. like Damon and Stefan? Yeah. If there's there fan fiction for the two brothers in Supernatural, like having a thing. Oh, there is? Then there yes, a lot. Oh wow. I am as much as I write fan fiction for our series, usually when they end. Uh, never in my mind would I assume to write fan fiction about siblings, because that's weird. I bet if we get off this call, I could just Google Damon Stefan Deviant Art and find at least oh, no. four shirtless photos of them. Uh, now I want to know. That's the worst thing. I have to know that it's true. Yeah, but Damon's like, not like this, Elena. I don't want you to like me like this. So he's trying to get Elena to, like, remember things, since she's yeah. just not even addressing Stefan yeah. whatsoever. Yeah. And- and Stefan is, like, pissed off at Damon. He's like, it wasn't enough. It wasn't enough that you, like, already, like, tried to take her. You, like, you couldn't just let her die, dude. You just had to turn her into a vampire. <laughs> you know, he's kind of piecing things together. He's like, well, she didn't have enough blood for me to change on her own. So yeah. I'm going to assume there's a little bit of cracks to fill in there um, where you guys were hanging out that I didn't really know. That's Arguably, cute. arguably, would we argue that Stefan maybe doesn't love Elena as much as he thinks he does? Because wouldn't he be, like, ecstatic? Because he's like, cool, I know she's going to come too, and then we can be together forever. Yeah, and instead he's, like, a little suicidal about this. Yeah, like, that was you, weird. Wouldn't you be a little enthusiastic that now you get to spend the rest of your days with the they person They were already engaged. They were engaged at the end of the second book. What is becoming a vampire if not just a supernatural engagement? Yeah, it's it's literally saying the, like, oh, you want to be together forever? Then let's become vampires together. Yeah, like, logically, it kind of makes sense. It's the same yeah. thing in Twilight they do that, where Edward is like, Bella, I don't want you to be a vampire, but I will make a lifelong commitment to you to marry you until the end of our days. And then it's like, but that's well, creepy. It's kind of the same thing, marriage. Yeah, and a it's kind of like, oh, uh, I just want to love you for maybe like 50, 60 years, and then I'd like to move on. Yeah, you know what? Let's turn the spotlight back on the boys. Are they afraid? I think them saying they want to get married but not be vampires for the rest of their lives, they're afraid of a commitment. Exactly. And that's fucked up. That's fucked up. Elena and Bella deserve better. (laughs) I mean, I think that was pretty much a given even without us introducing (laughs) that new theory. Because, boy, are these boys just moody and kind of kind of fucked up. Yeah, Stefan also is kind of giving up, uh, like, a little bit on her now that she's a vampire. And it's kind of like, well, Damon, since she likes you so much, it seems like 
this is your responsibility now. Yeah, like, he just kind of was like, whatever. Yeah, he's very broody, and Damon's <laughs> like, okay, well, I'll take her to go get some food and, like, go to sleep, I guess. Yeah, Damon helps her find blood so she doesn't die, and is, like, yeah. insisting the whole time, I didn't do this. I didn't start the weather, change the weather into snow to make yeah. her die. They also do walk past, like, the police scene of her crash, and she's so disoriented that she's, like, unaware that, like, what is going on, because she's so out of touch right now. Yeah. Uh, which I don't know if it's because from the transformation or from the whole dying thing. I don't know, um, because to, like, keep her lucid and awake, Stefan then is like, if she's going to feed, she should feed on someone she loves. Yeah. And instead of instead of her friends, instead of her friends being the go-to for that, they pick her ex. Yeah, he's like, oh, hey, Matt, can I talk to you? <laughs> uh, and and I don't think Stefan does this in a great way, because instead of Stefan uh, being like, so uh, Elena's dead, and here's the situation, he's like, so Matt, you've probably been wondering a lot about me, personally. <laughs> Yeah, he's like, you probably wondered, like, why the sun hurts and why why I wear wear sunglasses so much. Yeah, and Matt's like, no, not really. (laughs) And then he's like, would you do anything for Elena? And Matt, uh, thinking that the love of his life has just died, is like, yeah, of course I would. But he's like, good, because behind door number one (laughs) is the love of your life. (laughs) He brings Matt into the photography room and introduces (gasps) him to the new Elena just dry, just bone dry. Yeah, no, the, nothing yeah bone dry, in. gray Elena. <laughs> and he kind of lets him know at this point about the vampire stuff. Yeah, and he's like, oh, uh, here's Elena. By the way, we're all vampires now and she needs to eat your blood, but you're not going to transform. It's just going to be kind of weird for you. Bye. And Stefan's like, I don't want you to do anything you don't want to do. I don't want you to do. But he's like using the voice so Matt does do whatever he wants him to do. He yeah. coerces him into giving Elena his blood. Yeah, the kind of like, oh, I just know you would probably be like really not into this, so you probably don't even want to do it. Yeah, and then afterwards, Damon's like, okay, I guess uh, I'll, once again, I'm taking care of Elena. And Stefan kind of takes this time to like kind of console Matt, like, oh yeah, your ex is dead. But also, can we talk about how pissed I am that like she was oh, even entertaining Damon in the first place? And then Stefan's like, oh wait, 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 new thought, new thought. I almost killed six people. I have to go make sure they don't remember anything. So Matt's getting the lowdown, like really, and this really changes his personality for the next two books drastically. Yeah. Yeah, Matt's like, what the fuck? What? And Stefan's like, you you don't get it. You wouldn't understand. And then Stefan has to go hypnotize the six people he attacked at the last end of last book to get all his powers to fight Damon. Yeah. And Matt's just, I feel, I picture Matt just like standing behind him, just like mouth agape, just jaw open, like, oh my God, what? You know what else is the, like, the reason Matt is the purest person in the book is the same time Stefan's kind of, like, dogging on Elena for um, giving Damon blood and vice versa. Matt is, like, defending her honor. Like, don't judge her. Yeah, my ex just drank my blood, which is pretty fucking wild. But don't judge her. That's a good ex. I mean, Matt is truly, like, the pure, like, such a good character. Like, he's so good and so pure, and yet he's still three-dimensional, and I love him. Yeah, I agree. And even when he kind of pieces together that Stefan did attack those, like, six people in the hut, or whatever it was, I I imagined it as, like, a circular hut with um, a pointed triangle roof, and there were windows on the top. 
Yeah. I had a and very also, specific image of it. Yeah. I also, uh, I find it hard to believe that Stefan didn't kill a single one of those people. Because it really made it seem like he, like, drained, drained some people. There was blood everywhere. Caroline was uh, petrified. Well, I mean, I guess it would be kind of petrifying to see someone drink someone else's blood. Maybe no one died, but it... I'd be fine with it. <laughs> it. It would take some getting used to. I would, it would, I could turn it into a great, like, stand-up set. I'm oh, sure. absolutely, yeah. Because no one would believe you, and then also you would just be like, I have all this trauma, what am I going to do with it if not make it funny? Yeah. Um, but Damon takes Elena, you know, she's, they explore the graveyard, she goes to the church, and then she's like, I just want to go see what's up at my house. And then she watches, like, Aunt Judith dump Robert through her window. For some reason. Yeah, well, I mean, like, they were not having sex, so can you imagine their relationship was good to begin with? The fact that Elena's died now, like, what's he gonna do? I know, seriously, like, no matter how old I am, and if one of my nephews or nieces came to live with me, and they had to have their friends sleep over or whatever, I'm not going to sleep on the couch to protect them. No, like, I'm, exactly. Like, I might still try to slip a finger or two in my girlfriend. Yeah. <laughs> I don't <laughs> just know. Just like, a couple. Not like, not like in front of the kids, but like <laughs> behind closed doors. <laughs> Let me explain this. Let me explain this. Let me explain this. Let me explain this. What I'm saying is I would still be fucking in my old age. And I, we should, everybody should aspire to be fucking in their old age to whatever degree <laughs> they feel comfortable with. Um, but then uh, Elena, she's moving slowly right now because she's still dazed and confused. Uh, Aunt Judith sees her through the window and just loses her fucking mind. Oh man, Aunt Judith is not having the best time. She just lost her ne- her niece. Um, she broke up with her boyfriend for grief, yeah. I guess. Yeah, um, and now she's she's just hallucinating. I would be like, I'm yeah. like, I'm seeing things. Yeah, exactly. Um, but then you know, Damon takes her out of the tree, being like, "Hey, what are you doing up there? Who let you get over here? Who let? I do like love- I told you not to walk so far away from me." Elena in the third book just kind of wanders because she's not invited in anywhere. So oh she doesn't my really god, have yeah, a central she- place to stay. She just wanders. Yeah, she's very much uh, like a kid who gets uh, uh, derailed from its mother in a grocery store vibes. Yes. Where it's just like, why are you over here? Damon brings her to Alaric's house, where apparently he's been staying in the attic. And yeah. um, says uh, something's kind of fishy about Alaric, but like right now we're vibing with him. It's okay. Yeah, he, I think he's hypnotized to let them sleep there. That's what it seems like. Yeah, and she right? passes out for four days. Which, like, that sounds like a dream. I would fucking love that. Could you imagine sleeping through the work week? Oh, oh. I I would love that. I would love that. And if all, like, that would be a dream. I would absolutely kill to sleep for four days. I would love to die and have no expectations of me. And then come back? Yeah. Imagine waking up after that four days, how refreshed you would feel. Yeah. She feels refreshed, but she gets thrown right back into the drama because she overhears Alaric talking to two men about finding uh, her body, her own body, and they bring up, uh, they can't find it, and Alaric's like, okay, well, I think there's there's something more sinister beneath the surface happening here, and the, yeah. the I don't know if he, like, knows that there's vampires, but he just says they may have a layer where they yeah. hide in the earth, like, clearly bullshitting. 
Yeah, Alaric up to no good at this point, in, in my humble opinion. Yeah. Um, but and also at this point, Elena reads through her diary because she made Damon give it back to her. Uh, and now she's finally, like, remembering all of the shit. She's like, oh, shit, I was a huge bitch to Safdan last night. Yeah, I know. All of her memories are coming back, and she's realizing now... Because apparently she didn't wake up realizing, oh, it's kind of weird, I want to eat animals. But now she realizes yeah. she's a vampire. Yeah, and panic just sets in, yeah. And she likes Stefan again, which she's really going to have to dig herself out of that hole since she kind of ripped apart his flesh. Yeah. Uh, and she's like, uh, I guess I have no time to really think about this. I should go to my funeral. <laughs> yeah, okay. How I read this was that she kind of accidentally slipped into a church just to be like, well, am I a demon? Can I see if I could go to church? And then imagine just accidentally uh, opening the doors to a church and it's your own funeral. Man, if you were in this situation, would you want to go to your funeral? Um, yes. I want to know what people say about me. Yeah. I, yeah, I think I think what uh, people said about me would uh, be like the ride or die moment. I decided to take off my lapis ring or not because I'm like, if everyone hated me, cool. I should go ahead and die. I would definitely want to look for a friend who was calling out other people who I did not like who should not be there. And then I would yeah. be like, that's the only friend I'm going to reveal myself to. Yeah, exactly. Everyone else, I don't fucking care. I don't want the fakes and the phonies posting about me on Instagram if they didn't like me in real life. Fuck off. True. Uh, yeah, and Elena picks up pretty quickly that Meredith's eulogy is in code. Yeah, which it seemed like a stretch because she was like, Meredith and I didn't meet on Wednesdays, we met on Tuesdays, and okay. Yeah, Maggie, what do you think would be a better code for us to use if one of us had to become a vampire and the other one of us had to give a eulogy? Quite honestly, I think I would maybe, if I had to, like, signal to you that I knew you were still alive, I think the story that I would bring up would be the one of us in, um, oh, God, was it Raleigh, North Carolina? Yeah. I think I would say that because I know you would, you don't want people to know about it, so you would be so pissed off that you would find me later, and I'd be like, yeah, that was, that was to get you out of the shadows. Oh, God. Which, I don't know which story I would have to use for you. <laughs> that was our girl's trip. Yeah, that was our girl's trip. Damn. That was fun. Yeah, what story would you uh, maybe, use for Oh, me? maybe I would do the one of you uh, on Halloween um, as Jack Skellington that you met me at Demos after because you got stuck in a conversation. You know what's so funny is since we fought that night about uh, Benedict Cumberbatch the the Grinch, I have actually realized I kind of am coming around to Benedict Cumberbatch, so I owe you an He's apology. <laughs> <laughs> and, okay, listeners, the best thing about this fight is that I had no uh, stake in it. I was simply telling Maggie that Benedict Cumberbatch was playing the Grinch, and Maggie obliterated out of their mind was straight up yelling at me in an Uber about it because they were mad that Benedict Cumberbatch was the Grinch. And all I said was, I don't know, maybe he won't be so bad. Because all I had seen was a trailer, and that was an end-all for Maggie. Maggie uh, was it not was. having it. I told Laura she was ruining my childhood, and also, why are you defending the 1%? Like, you're not even friends yeah. with the rich. But I will say, I love Doctor Strange. He's my favorite, so maybe I'm coming Yeah, around. Doctor Strange is pretty fucking cool. And also, Benedict Cumberbatch has a sexy voice. That's it. He kind of does. That's yeah. interesting. I didn't think about it. I so. Nice. Maybe you're going to watch that Grinch movie finally. Well, I guess I didn't have to die for us to come to that reconciliation. Look at that. <laughs> wow. I'm so glad that like this podcast can bring us so much closer. <laughs> we can bury our old qualms like 
This is true. Well, um, Bonnie does the worst thing imaginable at a funeral, which is she gets possessed during her speech and makes it about herself. Embarrassing. Which is annoying. Yeah. And, you know, Stefan finds Elena as she's, you know, sadly watching her funeral. And he's like, hey, let me console you. Uh, And then Damon interrupts them. Uh, But they don't really have time for this exchange because then it becomes the weirdest scene I've probably read in a young adult book ever. Yeah. Uh, Outside the church, there's just a line of everybody's dogs standing there stoically waiting. Yeah, like, tails down, not even excited. Um, But it doesn't even seem like they're, like, in crouching yeah, it just either. seems like it, it just seems almost like people pressed pause on all of these dogs. And then there's a line of people just like staring at them. And then one brave soul is like, Chelsea, hi. Hi, girl. Come here. Which is a weird name for a dog, by the way. It is. You know, there are some human names that you're like, um, OK, you can't have that name as a human. Like, I think Tucker and also Charlie is kind of toting the line. Also, like Murphy and Riley. Riley's kind of a one, too. But like. And then there's some people names that can't fit dogs. And I think Chelsea is a weird one for a dog. Definitely. I agree. That'd be like someone naming their dog Megan. It's like, you can't do that. No, it's it's too human of a name. Yeah, exactly. And it, it just doesn't work. Uh, but this guy, Doug Carson, he's like inching towards the dogs. And he just straight up gets mauled by all of them. I know. Um, yeah. And I'll say it like that. Honestly, terrifying. Like. It was a really well-written scene, and I just wasn't expecting it at all. Yeah, the fire and the police show up, and I don't... Do they shoot at the dogs? I think I know the so. firefighters are, like, using water. The, yeah, the so I was trying to help. Elena sees Alaric uh, mumbling, like, spells and clenching his fists together. Okay, and she's like, oh, shit, he knows something. What the fuck? And then Elena tells Damon, like, go help. And he's like, Why? Yeah, he's like, I don't want to help. Uh, and then she's no. like, fine, I'll I'll go help and show everyone that I'm still alive. And he's like, fine, I'll go help. Yes, so they run the dogs off. I think they do kill a few. Doug Carson's pretty... Yeah. That would be such a bummer. Like, this... Right? The whole book bummed me out, because the situation with the dogs, like, it's it's like a family member. Like... Yeah, I don't, exactly. I wouldn't, it's really sad. I wouldn't want my dog to turn against me it's like that scene in how to train your dragon 2 uh at the end of it where i because i just watched it toothless uh gets um possessed and then kills the dad that's that was sad it's oh my not god i don't think i've seen that movie but damn that sounds so sad it is very sad i don't know what uh, i would do i would still want my my dog in the house yeah i don't know just like maybe just like give it its own room or something I do love at this point, though, we have, like, a movie moment where Stefan kind of puts his hands on his hips and he's like, something weird is in Fell's church. Yeah, (laughs) but also, let's put this into perspective. Stefan, who has been around for centuries at this point, says this is the strangest thing he's ever seen. Yeah. Like, that means a lot. Like, to say, I've been around for hundreds of years. I am a vampire. I've seen other vampire things. And this is this is it. This is the weirdest thing that's ever I've, that's ever happened to me. It would definitely stick out as like a core memory. Oh yeah, absolutely. I don't know what other things you could see. I mean, like the fall of Rome might have been kind of wild, but it doesn't stack up to like dogs just standing there. <laughs> the dogs standing <laughs> there is way higher up than 
the fall of Rome. Like, yes, yeah, Stefan yeah. probably saw 9-11, but, like, <laughs> it's nothing 9-11 hasn't happened yet. It's the 90s in these books. <gasps> oh, shit. Oh, well, Stefan, you're in for a treat, buddy. <laughs> when you see those Twin Towers Man, if you fall. thought the dogs was bad, just wait till it's September 11th, 2001. Wait until seven books. Do you think they're going to work 9-11 into this universe? I don't think so, because I think that, <laughs> uh, like, the fifth book comes out in 2009, so. Oh, okay. So, okay, the fourth book, they're not going to be like, and then the Twin Towers fell and everything, no. everything changed. <laughs> I couldn't imagine that, like, being the direction that it goes. I would love one uh, whole book about how 9-11 changed everyone. <laughs> oh, God. In this, in this series. <laughs> Oh, God. Uh, but if things couldn't get weirder, we do learn that Damon didn't put Stefan in the well in the second book. It wasn't him. So now we're like, something's up. Yeah, Elena starts thinking, maybe, you know, the presence uh, isn't Damon. And uh, because she starts, like, interrogating Damon. Like, okay, well, hypothetically, if you put Stefan in the well and left him half dead and attacked him and Damon's like listen I would have left him dead like I wish yeah. I, I would have just killed Damon's him like, yeah Damon's like why the fuck would I put him in a well that's fucking weird <laughs> Damon's like I don't have time to for it and then the, oh, I do hide him yeah Elena's like okay I'm gonna take this cue as a moment to trust you we need to the team end. up yeah and Damon's like literally okay fine yeah Damon's not really being direct he's like is this your choice and she's like what do you what do you mean this yeah, isn't Damon, a offers to sh- Damon offers to share Elena with Stefan, rubbing salt in the wound, and Stefan gets pissed. It's so, oh my gosh, it's so weird, because I was like, she's not choosing to share. Like, she clearly chose Stefan and was like, Damon, we need your help. And then him being like, is this your choice? You could have answered directly, but instead she, yeah. like, sits down with her head in her hands and is having, like, turmoil over trying to keep Damon. And then if I was Stefan, I would be like, well, this sucks. Yeah, exactly. This is weird. This is a weird thing. You could have just been like, David, no, I need you around to help me fight this. Yeah, and he's like, but I could fuck your girlfriend? And he's like, no. No. She says pretty explicitly, it's not about choosing a person. Yeah. We need to stay together. And Damon is smug yeah. because he thinks he's one. Yeah, and Elena's like, okay, here's the plan. We're going to look out for suspicious people, and I'm also going to go talk to Meredith. Um, yeah. So she traipses down to Meredith's, and Meredith is like, oh, my God, I knew you were alive. They're catching up. Um, we, like, And Elena's like, how did you figure it out? And they talk about that. And then Meredith's like, okay, uh, but hold up. Bonnie's on the way? And do you want to talk to her about this, or should we, like, postpone this? I can tell Bonnie to leave. And Elena's like, no, 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 we should bring Bonnie in on this, too. Yeah, Meredith is really putting on a good face, but is clearly very wary. Like, you can feel there's tension in the room of Elena because she knows something's up. I'm pretty sure Meredith put together that Stefan was a vampire, too. Oh, yeah, because we learn later that her grandfather was attacked, Mm -hmm. so it's like she's very intuitive with this. Yeah, she is quirky. She knows the vampire things. Yeah. She keeps up with the gossip blogs. She knows. The gossip blogs. Uh, Bonnie shows up, and Bonnie's, like, first excited and then, like, really nervous and then, like, calms down again. I thought I think Bonnie's a really fun character. Bonnie is fun. I do love Bonnie's whole arc. It's like, wouldn't it be romantic if we died young? And then everyone's yeah. like, no, Bonnie. That's not romantic. 
Yeah, and she now she's like eating her words. But she doesn't believe um, Elena. She's like, I don't believe you. So Elena shows her her teeth, and then Bonnie's like, Okay, maybe I believe you. And then Elena kind of starts like uh, being hypnotized, very drawn in by Bonnie's vein, and just like yeah. doesn't pay attention to the conversation they're having. Uh, yeah, and then Elena also just like fills them in on like, okay, here's everything that's happened these past two books with me and Stefan, and here's why I'm a vampire now. <laughs> yeah, Meredith lets out that she is suspicious of Alaric, and so is Elena. Yeah. And uh, Meredith is also like, that Tyler was attacked, and Elena's like, oh, oh, it was Stefan. And then they just are like, oh, okay, yeah, yeah. okay. Oh, and then there's the throwaway statement here that people are just getting rid of their dogs. Yeah, which is heartbreaking. That's the most heartbreaking part of this book. I know. And then Elena's also like, I'm starting to think Damon, like, wasn't the one who killed your dog or put Stefan in that well. And Bonnie's like, oh, I knew nobody that hot could kill some things. (laughs) Bonnie comes in with the one-liners all the time. She really does. She yeah, nobody that gorgeous could be a psycho killer. And I'm like, that's hilarious. Yeah, Bonnie, excited to put this guy on a pedestal she kissed once, instead starts making a list of people who might be the other power. And we got Bonnie. We got Alaric. We got Mrs. Flowers. We got Robert and Judith Boo. God, Bonnie might be the horniest character, like without explicitly saying I want to fuck that we've seen in like any of these series that we've read. I know she really is. She has so yeah. she is so horny. It's either for she's horny for death or just like to fuck someone. Yeah, I can't. I hope Bonnie gets some gets some dick in these next few books. Me too. She's so melodramatic. I love her. She really does. Um, but then Damon comes to break up this little party, and he's like, "By the way, Elena, it's feeding time." So then. He, Elena, and Stefan go hunting. Yeah, he's like, we hunt humans? And Stefan's like, no. We go into the woods for animal. Into and the woods. And they go, yeah. And then they all sing the song. I don't know yeah. any of the Into the Woods songs. Otherwise, I'd have a yeah. joke for it. Yeah, but we know, uh, listeners, just put an Into the Woods song in that space for you so you know that it was an Into the Woods reference and joke. Um, <laughs> Thank you. But Stefan's back at school. Uh, Sue Carson, Doug Carson's daughter, is like, oh my god, thank you for helping my dad get f- from getting mauled by all those dogs. <laughs> so it's like, don't mention it. And he's also buddy-buddy yeah. with Bonnie now, which is a very, I love Stephanie yeah. and Bonnie. I'm like, I'm fine with this friendship. Also, I love that this town's like, oh, thank god there's a dance this Friday the 13th. Let's ignore everything else that's happened these past few weeks. He's really worried that there's a dance on Friday the 13th and that something will happen. Um, And he's also kind of having a little bit of a moral dilemma about his anger towards Damon. So Stefan's really got the highs and lows of high school going on right now. Yeah, yeah, he's very Friday Night Lights right now. (laughs) He really is. Um, do you think uh, there should have been a crossover episode with Friday Night Lights and Vampire Diaries? That would have been. They were on TV at the same time, I think. They could have played each other in a game. Yeah, I mean, that's Stephen's what I'm on the football team. They could have done exactly. it. Exactly. Um, but Elena's also hiding out in a barn right now, and she's just writing in her diary. Yeah, there's not much going on with Elena besides hanging out in Mrs. Flower's barn. Yeah. So that's kind of great. And wandering the uh, the streets like she is a kid in a candy store. Yeah, exactly. Um, but at um, school, Alaric asks Bonnie and Caroline to stay after class because Alaric is weird. Uh, like, Alaric has um, ulterior motives, but he also, like, wants his students to know he cares about them, which I don't think is true. I think it's just he has ulterior motives. Oh, absolutely. And Stefan's like, oh... 
now that I'm in, uh, with Matt back at school, I'll try to talk to him. And he's like, hey, hey, buddy, let's talk about Elena. He's like, Elena's fucking dead. Don't touch me. Yeah, Matt is super hostile and in denial. He has done a complete yeah. 180 from the person we knew. Yeah, I mean, like, how traumatizing would it be to be like, great, uh, your girlfriend who just dumped you that you're still in love with is dead. Then you see her alive and the guy she left you for is like, by the way, she's a vampire now basically because of me. And now she she needs to suck your blood so she won't actually die. That would kind of suck. Like, I would want to kick my ex's new partner's ass. Obviously, I oh. think that would, and I think it would be yeah. warranted too. Well, and imagine, because it's like, you can't go to therapy and say that to someone. <laughs> no, you can't. And you can't kick his ass because he's immortal. And he can also, like, literally has way more strength than you because he's a fucking vampire. So I would be pretty down in the dumps, too. I would feel like I can't do anything about my situation. Yeah. Except what? Journal? What? When is paper the pen mightier than the sword bullshit? It's not going to do anything. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Meredith, Bonnie, and Elena are after school doing this like ritual to because they they gotta figure out who this other power uh, is yeah so they're trying to see the general future which um i i do love that bonnie will have um premonitions or like see the future and it's always vague it's always like blood or like you can beat power with sacrifice and it's like yeah okay like a human sacrifice like sacrificing maybe um coffee on a friday what kind of sacrifice are we talking about? yeah it's like okay like sacrifice like maybe i should give up one of my extracurriculars or what's up <laughs> i i need a to-do list and like a, a very detailed guide so i could not be psychic i would just get confused and think about it all the time and then i think i'd be so frustrated and overwhelmed by it that if even my friends had like the right answers they were like maybe it's this i think i would be so stressed that I would just shut down and be like shut up no it's not it's not that's so funny I think I would be a good psychic I feel like I'd be good like here's what it means uh it could mean any of these things or something else and I guess we're gonna figure it out when it happens well you're good in escape rooms I'm not yeah I shut down so I like that we're comparing psychic powers <laughs> to escape room abilities no it makes sense if you're good in escape rooms you would be good with seeing the future True. You can figure things out, and I can't. I think I think take things too literally, so if it's a, yeah. you know, beat it with a sacrifice, I, I don't think a, I don't, I, well, actually, I don't even know if they are asking for a human sacrifice in this one. What was the sacrifice they needed? Just, like, blood? I think it, I think it was human. Like, I mean, it kind of seems like that way at the very end, but yeah, the, the, the ritual saying stick together and they also are going to have a great sacrifice. And then... <laughs> They're going to have a great sacrifice. It's going to be a great time. And then, uh, and then Elena's like, here's another fun thing. Do my palm reading again, Bonnie. And she goes, weird. Your palm looks different now because you're dead. Yeah, she's got a lifeline, which is... Yeah. That's the go-to party trick. Fuck, yeah. Elena better not get too drunk at, like, a college party and try to do palm uh -oh. reading. That would give it away yeah, right away. Could you imagine someone being like, hey, your hand doesn't look normal. You're a fucking vampire. That would be a vibe check. You would have to back out of that party pretty fast. Yeah. Um, uh, but, oh, sorry, go ahead. Oh, no, I was pro uh, you parlay this one. I was going to say, uh, we also learned from Bonnie that Alaric asked her and Carolyn after class if they wanted to be hypnotized to cope with all the things that's going on. Oh, yeah, Alaric. That sounds like he's trying to fuck them. I know. 
Uh, and it's it's even uh, worse that he's a younger teacher because at least I mean, well, okay, predators can be any age, but like I think with younger teacher, well, with older teachers, you kind of have a false security where you're like, there's boundaries. We know that yeah. we're not going to blur the lines, but with like younger teachers, I don't know. It's kind of lines are kind of blurred. Like morality, not really blurred. there. Um, um yeah. Elena goes to spy on after this whole little thing, um, Robert, because Robert is one of the list of suspects at Aunt Judas and notices through the window she's also like watching her four year old sister Margaret and notices that Margaret's kitty is also acting up, her little kitten cat. Yeah. And she starts banging on the window and she realizes cats looking very much like the dogs. Yeah. Uh, that were outside the church. And she's like, Okay. Uh, fuck it. Margaret, you need to wake up. You need to open your window. You need to let me in. Mm-hmm. Uh, you need to... And then, like, Elena literally, like, throws the cat outside. And, uh, and she's like, tell Aunt Judith that you let the cat outside and that you can never have another animal until this all blows over. <laughs> I know. You just lost your sister. She's showing up again and is also like, give up your cat. You have to give up yeah. your cat. No love Insane. for this four-year-old. Also, it's a four-year-old. I don't... Like, that's that's my nephew's age. I don't think she's competent enough to uh, yeah, process this and then also be like, can I also leave and go with you and mom and dad and, like, die? Like, Margaret already has a suicidal complex, and she's four years old. Yeah, Margaret's going to have a lot of trauma growing up. I know. Uh, poor Margaret. Uh, Elena also tells Bonnie and Margaret to speak spread word that others should also just get rid of like cats parrots fuck it lizards just every pet no more pets maybe plants who knows yeah yeah and now elena's like oh man i guess i like really understand stefan more now which is really cool of me since like i'm undead and he's undead i just really get like all of the struggle he has to go through yeah so they have a little bit of like a rendezvous point where um Bonnie, Stefan, Meredith Damon, and Elena, this uh the new friend group, you know, go you need one. Yeah. Every town you needs need one. one. Yeah. They agree to go to Alaric's get together that Alaric is hosting. And Stefan also slips in that he kind of thinks Meredith is sus because when him yeah. and Bonnie were talking, uh they were trying to get Meredith to come talk with them, and Meredith was being very elusive. Yeah, she was hiding something, and Stefan's like, mm, I don't know if we can trust her. Yeah, which uh, yeah. I can't read Meredith at all. I definitely think Meredith is someone who uh, I would I would be wary of if I was friends yeah. with her. Um, yeah, and Stefan opts out of going to Alaric's because he's like, well, Carolyn said she wanted to apologize to me uh, for turning the town against me, so I'm going to go, <laughs> like, see what that's about. Um, and you guys can go to Alaric's and, like, figure that whole thing out. So Damon and Elena are hiding in his attic while, like, the get-together is going on downstairs. Yeah, and then um, Meredith and Bonnie come up really quick. They they scatter up the stairs, and they're like, okay, quick, a lot of things are going to happen. I uh, just wanted to give you the 411 before Alaric just, like, bursts in through the door with a gun in his hand. Yeah. My favorite thing is before that, Damon's like, I mean, are you sure you wouldn't want to do, like, anything else with our time in here? <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah, and I was like, I think she should have. I think they should have fucked in the attic. Oh, yeah. Honestly, I feel like Damon kind of gets on my nerves a little bit because I feel like he is, like, so leaning into, like, bad boy that it feels performative and just, like, annoying. Yeah. Where I told you that, too. I was like, 
maybe Stefan's the real bad boy. I mean, he's got emotional intimacy. He's vulnerable. He's trying to be a better man. Yeah. Less more bad boy than that. Uh, That's true. That's a thought. Um, But Bonnie and Meredith, uh, their warning is short-lived because Lark shows up with a fucking gun. Yeah, Damon disarms him pretty fast because I don't think that uh, a gun with a wooden bullet or whatever is going to do anything against the undead. Yeah, and Damon just, like, knows that a Lark is a hunter. He's like, oh, I get it. He's a hunter. Pretty quickly. Yeah. Yeah. And Elena holds on to Meredith to, like, make sure that Meredith, because Meredith and Alaric are essentially friends for some reason. That happened behind closed doors. Yeah. And Meredith says that she told Alaric everything, and Alaric comes clean. He's like, yeah, I'm a vampire hunter. What, What do you, what did you expect? Yeah, he's like, but I'm on your side. Like, I'm not trying to kill vampires. I just think it's interesting. And I like to learn the stories of everything. Yeah, he's like, I went to Duke University. Did you guys know that? I have a degree. Yeah, and then he's like, hey, wait. One, two, three, four. Where's Stefan? Alar goes, oh, no. Well, here's here's the 411 on that. I tried to hypnotize Caroline not to remember events, but now she does. And Stefan just walked into a trap. Yeah, so they all book it over to the school where Stefan's basically being assaulted by dads. Carolyn's dads. Yeah, we got the dads. And Carolyn, and Carolyn's crying because she's like, I didn't think they were gonna like hurt him or anything. Yeah, and they all have weapons, so they yeah. all must know, like they know that he's a vampire. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, a lark steps in and then just like gaslights the shit out of her. He's like, You're confused. You're a frail woman who like witness something sad it could have been anybody yeah yeah he really tries to get caroline to admit like maybe maybe it was this other elusive figure and throw damon under the bus like you don't know do you remember that one guy you met at my house could be him god so fucking funny um and this is where we learned that meredith's uh grandfather was attacked by a vampire yes it is dropped there and elena and bonnie apparently like didn't know about this which is kind of interesting yeah yeah, they regroup in Alaric's classroom, and they're like, okay, we need to talk about this, because we can't be having, a, you know, one of us getting mauled by dads. Like, we gotta talk about this. Yeah, they get the dads off of Stefan uh, by, uh, Damon's, like, gets there first and takes on the form of a wolf. Apparently he can be a wolf now, and he yeah. attacks the dads, and Elena comes and, like, knocks the rifle out of their hand, and I think that they, like, diffuse the situation by hypnotizing yeah. the dads is what I got. Yeah, and Alaric in the classroom is like, okay, here's, like, the whole lowdown of me. Here's the real me. And then Elena's like, what about those weird spells you were doing by uh, in front of the dogs? He was like, I don't know. I just thought it would help, and clearly it didn't. So he's on their side, essentially. Yeah, his whole thing is he's like, I'm a psychologist for people with psychic powers. I want to see how it impacts them. And Stefan is kind of confused why Alaric is on their side. And um, same, I am too. If you... We're, like, dealing with victims. Wouldn't you want to help the victims of the supernatural, which is not the vampires? Those are, like, the perpetrators. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Um, yeah. Meredith also talks about, like, what happened during her grandfather's attack and how much he changed after that. Um, but then also Alark during the scene also tells Elena that, like, hey, you should just, like, fucking leave, dude. You gotta get out of here. Yeah. Uh, he's like, okay, Elena, um... 
uh, I will try to get them to give up the winter dance, uh, but you need to watch your back because obviously the power is after you and you alone. And also he's been like lying to the town about um, vampires because he doesn't know shit about them, but he's like, uh, they think they think I do. So I got really yeah. confused by the fact that Meredith like recognized him from when her granddad was attacked. So is her granddad still alive? Was this like attack recent? Because I thought it was a no. while ago. It sounded like she was, like, eight in the hospital with him or something. So then why was so, Alaric there? I don't know. He's probably, like, a teenager. I was like, are they related? Did they – was he a college well, student? Well, yeah, something like that. Alaric said, like, he would, like, go and track down these, like, attacks and, like, go and talk to the people to try to get answers. Oh, okay. That makes sense. Yeah. Um, but now after like hearing Elena, hearing uh, Meredith talk about how her grandfather changed, mm. she's so worried that Matt is going to be uh, different now. Yeah. Um, Elena uh, starts wondering how like her drinking his blood is affected him. him. Yeah. And she takes so she the time to take a jab at Damon about this too, because uh, of Vicky, but Damon says he didn't attack Vicky, which is sus. Sus, because we've been thinking Damon attacked Vicky this whole time. Mm -hmm. So Elena goes to Matt. She's like, I need to talk to him. I need to, like, you know, try try to try to fix him. And she goes there. He wakes up. He's like, oh, God, what's going on? And then he just, like, bursts into tears because he just misses her. And I'm like, that's really sad. I know. It's really sweet. They both do this thing where they both cry. And she, like, apologizes for using him. And... I mean, that's the fucking bare minimum she could do. Seriously. Yeah. She tells um, him, don't go to the dance, too. Yeah, and she's like, okay, oh, this was nice, but I have to go feed now. And he goes, well, what if you just fed on me? And she's like, Matt, no. And he's like, but you could. Come on, just go and for so it. And so she does. I know, which is like, <laughs> Elena, haven't you learned shit? You just died in the last book, and this was a reason why you became a vampire. Yeah. This makes me think Matt is going to become a vampire. I know. I mean, it seems like that's what they're teeing it up for. If if you were a vampire and your partner just became a vampire because of you, yeah. would you be upset that they were feeding on their ex-boyfriend or ex-partner? Um. Okay, well, in this circumstance, like, if it was, like, an ex who hurt my partner, like, Fair. if my partner had shitty exes, yeah, go go fucking nuts feeding on your ex. Because I don't see this as, like, intimate. More yeah. as, like, I was like, yeah, like, kind of kill them. Why not? You have the power yeah. now. But if it was, like, a good ex who was, like, mad. Like this situation? Yeah, I'd be like, why are you feeding on him? I know. I would be like, don't involve him. Like, he's already yeah. he's already done so much. Uh, yeah. we, don't, we don't have to. Let's just have, like, a, a, a boundary with that, with that ex. <laughs> okay, so it's Night of the Dance. They have to put this plan into action where they're, like, gonna track down the power. Mm -hmm. um, and nothing's happening, which I thought was hilarious. Because, like, I feel like in every other book in this situation, like, things would be going to gear immediately. And it's just like, nope, we just kind of uh, waited and nothing was happening. I know. It gets to midnight and nothing happens. And I was like, okay, is it yeah. because Elena isn't there? And we, like, all know it's after Elena like what at by the time of midnight rolls around and you're in high school like you'd be like i want to go home the action would have yeah. happened at like 11 yeah and so bonnie's finally like oh fine okay if we light some candles i'll get possessed again so like let's do that <laughs> uh bonnie cannot enter a bed bath and beyond 
<laughs> or a Yankee candle. He managed, she's like, oh, oh my God. Uh, don't, the, the smells, the smells. Yeah, uh, 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 like a waiter for her birthday bringing over like a cake <laughs> and about to light the candle. And she's like, no, no, don't do that. They're saying happy birthday and her spine just goes rigid and she's going yeah. blood, 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 blood. Yeah. <laughs> oh. That's hilarious to think about. Well, Bonnie um, is possessed, and uh, while she's possessed, she's like, let's go on a little quest. Follow yeah, me. Yeah, field trip. Let's go. They follow her down the hall, and she takes them on a drive, which I kind of, yeah. like, love. Would you, if someone was possessed, would you let them drive? I mean, obviously, she doesn't drive. Well, yeah, she doesn't drive. I picture it very much like um, like a Google Maps vibe, where she's like, turn left in 200 feet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah. She was working um, in Siri. And uh, no no, uh, no surprise, she leads them to the graveyard and to the church where the tomb is. And Elena's immediately like, oh, don't love this. Yep, she um, leads them to Honoria Fell and whoever her husband is, Longfellow Fell. Thomas? Oh, okay. Thomas? I, I, I think know, you're right. Him. But they are like the founder of the cities. Their tomb is in the old church, so they're in there. And... They, like, peek over the tomb and look down into, like, the, I don't know, their long tomb, their crypt, whatever it is. Yeah. And um, they're like, oh, there's a little doorway down there. Yep. They realize at the bottom of the tomb there's a door, and it leads to a hall. And it's it's midnight. It's creepy, but they decide, yeah. fuck it, let's go downstairs. And they find a yeah. lot of bones. They all go in, and Damon is the last one to come down. And I, for a second, thought he was just going to lock them in there. He was <gasps> just going like, to close the tomb on them. But then he comes down uh, because he's like, Elena's like, the prophecy said we had to stick together, you little bitch. Um, and then, like you said, lots of bones. And then an orb of light shows up, and it's Honoria Fell being like, oh, thank God you guys fo- got my clues and followed me here. Yes. Um, She's like, uh, by the way, I'm about to disappear again, um, but um, there's uh, evil in the tomb here with me, and it wants to kill you, Elena, and it's really upset. And you guys gotta fix it now. Bye! <laughs> yeah, she drops that the presence also, like, hates Stefan. Like, it seems like yeah. that was the whole, the presence's whole reason for whatever it was doing was because it hates Stefan chiefly and then Elena. Yeah. And, oh, Anaria Fell also is like, Bonnie, by the way, you have two seconds to answer. Do you want to keep your powers? And Bonnie's like, I need more time. And she's like, nope, got to decide right now. Nope, eight seconds on the clock. And Bonnie's like, uh, yeah, yeah, I do, sure. And she's like, good. Yeah, because Honoria's also like, well, I had uh, powers, like, uh, when I was alive. uh, And after I died, that's when evil came to the town. Um, so yeah, lots of backstory there. Yeah. Um. But then we also learned that evil is going to go to the dance from Honoria. Um, mm-hmm. and then once Honoria disappears, a tiger shows up. A tiger shows up. Elena's like looking down the tunnel and realizes, oh, there was a presence like inhabiting this little bunker and a white lion just coming down the hall and it jumps to attack her. And then Damon intervenes, which once again, I thought Damon was up to some fuck shit. Cause I was like, why don't you want to be in the bunker? Like, why is this making yeah. you uncomfortable? Are we about to like stumble upon some proof? But no, um, he intervenes as uh, a wolf again, because apparently that's one yeah. of his forms. Yeah, cool for him. Stefan also starts to get into the fight, and he's like, okay, everybody leave. We're going to handle this. 
And somehow all of the non-vampires get out of the tomb. Um, and that's when, and like, and then um, things start slowly making sense when, uh, after talking to Honoria, Elena was like, that owl, that white owl that was following me, that was the evil following me. And then she's like, oh my God, that kitten that Margaret had, that was the evil that was in the house mm-hmm. that Bonnie was talking about. Yep. And this power is very, uh, for lack of better words, powerful. It seriously injures Damon and Stefan because it's obviously been living on human blood and it ties the three of them up. And yep. it's revealed that the power is Catherine. Yeah. And like right at that reveal, we cut back to what everybody else is doing, which I was like, this is a great, great storytelling mechanism that we're cutting in between two things. Yeah. So not getting everything all at once. I loved it. I, I you know I do like the way that these series this is written so far. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, the plan is Meredith is going to go protect Aunt Judith, Robert, and Margaret. Everyone else is going to go to the dance and uh, uh, try to fight off whatever's going to be there. So yep. Bonnie finds Matt and is like, "Got to start a fire, dude." <laughs> yeah, yeah. And he's like, "Okay." He she's like, "You got to start a fire." She finds Caroline, who is now the winter queen or whatever and is like you gotta talk to everyone on the loudspeaker and try to get them into the cafeteria and so they're making a perimeter of fire to keep them safe in the cafeteria and then in another part of town Meredith is just like hanging with Margaret, Robert and Aunt Judith to keep them safe from the dogs because the dogs are back uh oh Yep. Uh, and then back in the tomb they start coming too Catherine's here and Catherine's batshit crazy now Uh, turns out Hundreds of years of solitude will really do you in, <laughs> yeah. uh, especially as a vampire who is just uh, power crazy. Uh, she admits everything that she has been doing, uh, in- not uh, including but not limited to uh, tempting Stefan and Damon to come to Fell's church where she has been residing dormant for years and years and years. Mm-hmm. Um, she was the one who put Stefan in the well. She was the one who attacked Vicky. She was the one who killed Bonnie's dog. She was in Bonnie's dream that one night. Uh, she haunts Aunt Judith now. That's an off-screen thing I that know. we learn about. To, it which convinces is, her that Elena's death was her fault. Yeah. Uh, and then we also learn, obviously, that she tried to kill Elena by like th- like throwing her off of the bridge. And that she was never dead. And it was just a trick to see how the brothers would react. Uh, because she really wanted them to um, regret not taking her up on her offer. Yeah, she was like, I thought that if I pretended to die, the brothers might like each other, and instead they killed each other, and I was mad about that. And also, as she's revealing all of this, Damon just kind of, like, didn't seem that mad. He was just, like, had, like, a bemused smile on his face, and I was like, okay, yeah, chaotic, evil doer, you're probably loving it. Yeah, it makes me... It makes me wonder what they liked about Catherine so much. Was it just the competitiveness to it? Because, like, even, like, the flashbacks that we saw in the first book didn't make Catherine seem likable whatsoever. No, it seems like she had a very childlike innocence, and then now that she's evil, they, like, flipped that, like, childlike innocence into something conniving, and where she's like, let's play games. Like, it's yeah. so it's so weird. I, I really liked how they wrote Catherine because it seems like yeah. she's aware of all of the evil she's doing and it's it's not like a, a mature awareness in the sense of like an adult who is doing things um, just for having pure motives like she has 
motives and can like argue away any sort of consequences or taking action for it because she's just like having fun. Yeah. It was very it was a very weird it it was like just pure evil because she had that yeah. child like demeanor but it's just like yeah had no discipline. Yeah, it was evil Victorian child but uh like a pretty 18-year-old child <laughs> she was all these years growing she was living with klaus who was the person who turned her and growing strong as shit just killing humans and vampires and then eventually just killed klaus too yeah like really like you can tell by the way like Catherine um talks that she's like not with it like she's truly like lose it like lost her marbles and it's just like the she's gotten so much power that like she has no clarity in her head and she's just so entitled and so blissfully unaware yeah. of how fucked up all of the shit she's doing is. Yeah. Um, and it also says so, that, like, she's so powerful or, like, has given into the darkness so much or whatever um, that the description that, like, stuck with me was that her teeth are so long they hang over her bottom lip. That's terrifying. I know. That's so well, like, long. She was written so well, too, because she's described so as, like, such a ghostly bright white, too. Yeah. And, uh, creepy. Um, Stefan also tries bargaining with her uh, to basically be like, oh, just take me. Like, let them live. Um, and she's just, she's just, like, villain monologue after villain monologue, like, really taking her fucking time. Yeah, she's, I mean, obviously she said she, like, started with Stefan. It seemed like she started hating Stefan the most because she was like, I loved you the most, so now I hate you the most. And I thought leaving you here where Elena was would make you feel guilty for killing me. That was hilarious. But you fell in love with her, and she's like, listen, Damon, you help me kill them. We can, we can vibe for the rest of life. And he said, he told her to go to hell. Yeah, I thought that was really fucking funny. Me too. Um, and then we uh, cut back to the cafeteria where Bonnie and Matt are just, like, fighting off these monsters that aren't really described ever. There's, like, these dark, shadowy figures, and they just have to keep uh, the fire afloat to make them not attack them. Yeah, um, yeah. And then, like, Meredith, the dogs are, like, circling Meredith, like, getting pretty close yeah. to where Meredith is. Yeah, and then we're back in the cave. Uh, Elena now um, finds her mental voice, like her vampire voice that lets her be telepathic yeah. with people, which is exciting. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, Stefan also realizes that he doesn't hate Damon anymore. Doesn't hate Damon anymore, um, but it doesn't really matter. It's too bad because Catherine's come to kill them both. Yeah, la la la. la, la. la. She, she takes their lapis rings off. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's like really uh, another villain monologue about how she wants to kill all of them and she's hypothesizing and doing her little little goofy uh, plans and Elena at, uh, while she's like droning on and on realizes that her rope isn't that tight and she's like okay Catherine's really powerful mm-hmm. but I think I can outsmart her yep. and Elena manages to get free and then as Catherine's turning her back she tackles Catherine pushes her into the sun and rips off her lapis necklace yes so that Catherine starts to burn but Elena gets burnt too because Catherine has taken all three of their rings yeah and there's a really uh, visceral description of Catherine uh, melting after being alive for so long. Yeah, where she 
her body, like, unlike Elena getting burnt, like, physically, Catherine just kind of turns to ash. Yeah. Because she's so ancient. She's just powder. Yeah. And, you know, Stefan manages to get free, and he gets Elena out, but um, it is... Too little, too late. Um, too little, too late. Everything in the town stops. The dogs stop. The shadowy things stop. Uh, Catherine is officially dead. And Elena, in Stefan's arms, admits that she loves Damon, too? Yeah, it's, Damon is, like, a very Wilson Phillips voice, like, hold on for one more day. And Elena's like, no, Stefan, I love you. Um, goodbye, Damon. But also, um, Stefan, I, make sure, please take care of Damon. Like, he's just misunderstood. Yeah, and, um... And then they're like, we're brothers again. Yeah, yeah. Elena dying is what bonds them, which I'm sure would have drove Catherine crazy if she was alive. Yeah. And then the book ends, and I thought this was a great way to end this book. It ends with a diary entry. From Bonnie. But it's Bonnie. From Bonnie, yeah. And Bonnie just kind of wraps up what's been going on. She got Elena's diary put into the library so people could read about what was happening in uh, the town with the vampires. Uh, Alaric and Meredith started dating. Uh, Damon has been MIA since, and Stefan is going to leave soon. Yep, Judith and Robert got married, so there's one silver lining. Yeah, good for them uh, and their loveless, sexless marriage. <laughs> I, I can't wait. That sounds like a treat. That sounds like a fucking dream. Um, and that's where the book ends. That's where the book ends. And that brings us to, this week, our top five. And our top five this week is uh, five more ways that Catherine could have haunted the town that she was very much trying to destroy. Yeah, it seems like she really waited until the end for her potential to come through, and that's disappointing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Yeah, so Maggie, do you want to start with our fifth? Yes, I will. So number five, I was thinking, if you're going to be in a town for 100 years, why not spice things up with a little bit of uh, small pranks, as I like to call them. Just some some quick pranks you could do if you had the strength. Presumably, yeah. you're a vampire, you're pretty strong. This one's kind of, like, long-term, but maybe move every building just, like, two inches to the left annually. A fucking dunk there. I know. Uh, num- <laughs> Number four uh, it could be any time that anybody turns a faucet on. It runs red with blood before finally turning to clear water, so you just have to kind of, like, wait for it to filter through. Um, I think that would be very creepy and very annoying. Yeah. Um, and also make you question whether you should drink the water or not. Number three, I think, would absolutely uh, create war. Is very chaotic evil. But if you sneak into the grocery store and you just start stealing, like, a, a one product every now and then, just start a food shortage. I think that would yeah. really fuck with people. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Um, and number two is that anytime somebody questions if there's, you know, something, you know more sinister going on in the town like maybe an evil power just something in the stars that having a timed lightning strike after somebody questions if there's you know something else that could be uh, some other sense that could be causing all this ruckus um because i would love for someone to be like do you ever think that there's you know something (laughs) more that could be going on here and then just a lightning strike and they'll go that was weird so just having that happen every single time would be really fucking funny to me. Yeah, I think that's the answer. Um, and then our last one, don't don't start with the history teacher. Cause no. some drama. Kill the town leaders. Kill the mayor. Yeah, kill the mayor. Kill, kill the judges. Kill the police officers. Cause absolute mayhem. Exactly. 
Um, and that brings us to the canceled character of the week. Um, Maggie, I think we will elect the same person as our canceled character. Um, do you want to say your uh, ours on three? Sure. Yes. All right. All right. Three, three, two, two one. Catherine. one. Catherine. Yeah. 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 She has to be the canceled character of the week. She killed the protagonist, first of all. She killed the protagonist. Really threw a wrench in the rest of the 13 bucks. Yeah, so. and not only did we learn she killed a fucking dog, she killed the history teacher, she put Stefan in a well. Not saying that we're like, you know, Stefan stands. I just don't think he deserved to be put in a well. No, definitely not. Yeah, and she's also disturbing Honoria Fell's resting place, which kind of sucks because Honoria seems really fucking dope. Um, so that's kind of also, um, an issue. Yeah. Keep Honoria out of it. Yeah, keep her out of it. She's just trying to rest. Exactly. Um, and yeah, that's our canceled character of the week. Uh, the fourth book will be the last book in the 90s for books. Wow. Uh, before we jump into the next, uh, trilogy, which is an extension of the series. Okay. Uh, so I imagine this is going to be a wrap-up of sorts. Um, I'm really excited, um... Maggie and I both started this book, so I will say, uh, book starts with Bonnie's POV, which is really interesting because we haven't really gotten it ever. Um, yeah, yeah, it kind of jumps POVs, so it's very fun. Yeah, which like I feel like we have seen like the click did this with like a little bit of POVs of the other characters, mm -hmm. but to fully jump in and go, nope, this is Bonnie's book now, was uh, wild to me. I was not anticipating. Good it. character to pick. Yeah, great character to pick. Um, so, yeah, we will see you all next week for The Dark Reunion. But if you want to keep up with Yaoi Reddit and me and Maggie, boy, if we got some news for you, you can absolutely do that. You you can follow us on Instagram at Maggie and Laura. Mm -hmm. um, we are also on Twitter and TikTok at Yaoi Reddit. And you can also go to our website, MeggieandLaura.com, and also email us at MeggieandLauraPresent at gmail.com. Yeah, we've got a couple of those. We love getting emails, so. We love getting emails. Um, and then we're also part of the Audio Mint Podcast Network. Check out there if you're looking for another great podcast to listen to. Um, but I think that's it. Did we say everything we needed to say in the outro, Megan? Yeah, I'm pretty sure we did. All right. Hell yeah. We'll see you all next week. All right, bye. You were just listening to an Audiment podcast.